Welcome to Happy Hour. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Sean Campbell here along with you at your local alternative, Solid State Radio. Got a little bit of actual sports to cover after our Super Bowl hangover show yesterday. Most importantly, that the Wings are playing tonight. Wings are back at it against Edmonton. And this is obviously a very important stretch for the Red Wings as we're less than a month out from the trade deadline. This team looking to make a legitimate playoff push. Currently, they are sitting in a playoff spot as the Atlantic has the both of the wild card teams at present as the Metro doesn't have a wild card eligible team that has 60 points while Detroit is currently tied with Toronto for the last two spots in in the East. But certainly it's not going to be an easy run of it because of course they're going up against Edmonton tonight. They took Vancouver to overtime last week and they'll be facing them again on Thursday and we'll put a pin in that because there is something I want to address there in a minute and then they've got Calgary Seattle and Colorado after that before ultimately they will they'll be at home against the Avs on the 22nd but not exactly an easy stretch for this team where really every point counts so so much right now But for what it's worth, the Wings have been pretty hot of late. They carry a four-game point streak coming into the game against the Oilers. But they absolutely need every point they can get right now. They're in the second wildcard spot, two games in hand on Tampa Bay, who have just a one-point lead on third place in the Atlantic Division. A four-point cushion sits between the Wings and the next team in line for a wildcard spot. Now, there's a little bit of... uh, well, not great news is Robbie Fabry did not practice on Monday afternoon before they flew out to begin this road stand. Not seeing any word on lineups yet, but it's sounding like Fabry will not be playing tonight. They left for Edmonton without him. He could rejoin the team in time for Thursday's game in Vancouver. Until then, Clem Costin is available, as is the option to play 11 forwards and 7 defensemen for whatever that might really be worth. I'm not a big fan of that option because it involves Jeff Petrie far more than it probably should. Some more updates on all that as we get them. I did want to come back to something that's going to kind of apparently affect Thursday's game, as apparently the Wings and Canucks have already been warned in advance of what might go down there because of, well, some things that happened last time those two teams faced off against each other as well as something that happened between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Ottawa Senators on Saturday. Probably already heard by now, Morgan Riley is likely going to be suspended over a cross-check to the head of the Senators' Ridley Gregg, who went and fired a slap shot on an empty net to put away the game on Saturday night, 5-3. Immediately after scoring the goal, Riley comes over, cross-checks in the head, lays him out, And then a big old brawl, of course, eventually erupts. Now, that one, naturally, as you can imagine, has caused a fair bit of controversy with way too many cement head types in in the media and elsewhere. Like, oh, you had it coming to him. How dare you go and show him up? When, quite frankly, if you really want to be a man and do it the right way, fight the guy. Drop the gloves. None of this taking a weapon to a guy's head nonsense. No place for that. And if you actually still had any sort of enforcers in the game, that sort of thing would be severely dealt with next time Morgan Riley stepped foot on the ice. That being said, how this affects your Red Wings is that apparently uh, the Canucks were not thrilled with Jake Wallman scoring on a penalty shot. Game winner, of course, it's well known here. When he gets the game-winning goal, he does that stupid gritty dance or whatever. And apparently that's... Uh, there's an unwritten rule of some sort. It's against that sort of thing. I don't know if it's because it's a penalty shot or what that it makes it not okay. But apparently both teams have already been warned in advance of that game for that, which, again, stupid. Like, for one, if you don't want that stuff to happen, maybe don't, uh, maybe don't, don't give up goals. Don't know what to tell you there. Don't have to worry about being shown up if you make the save in the first place. And it's not like everyone doesn't know that that's a thing that he does and has done all season long. 
stop him from getting game-winning goals, and it won't be a thing. We'll see what happens Thursday night as a result of all that, though. A lot to get into today, though. We do have, and I kind of wanted to touch on it yesterday, but there just wasn't time with all the Super Bowl stuff. Um, I did want to get in a little bit to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees, and we'll do that coming up. Stick around. It is happy hour at your local alternative, Solid State Radio. It is happy hour, and... I'm sure you. This did not slip past your radar here, huh? No. But uh, the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has announced its inductees or nominees. Yes. For this year, Ozzy, Ozzy Osbourne is. I didn't realize Ozzy was neat. He is, but as a member of Black Sabbath, you can get into the hall for. Uh, like Paul McCartney's in there for uh, three times, solo artist, Wings, and the Beatles. I forgot about that. Yeah, so Ozzy, it's interesting that, you know, they named Ozzy as uh, a possible inductee, a nominee, I should say. Uh, back when Black Sabbath was there, and he's like, and I'm not going to try to do a Ozzy Osbourne impression, you're welcome, folks. Yeah, uh, he basically set, told them to go F themselves. I'm not involved. In, I don't care if they're ever, they ever bring us in. I, I'm just not interested. And now... We reach for comment, Ozzy. Ozzy! 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 You've been inducted into the Hall of Fame! So, yeah, he... They're going to charge us $5,000 for that? Yeah, yeah, exactly for the for the dinner. Uh, we can talk about that here in a bit. But you, yeah, you got to pay to have any kind of guests at your table. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, Ozzy Osbourne as a solo artist is inducted and nominated. Not, yeah, excuse me, nominated. But I started thinking, is as a solo artist, or would he, they also be inducting members of his band like Randy Rhodes? Zach Wild. I'm, I'm assuming maybe just as a solo act. I would assume just him by himself. Do they have their own show with their son? The uh, the Osbournes? No, I mean Randy Rhodes and all the other guys. Well, Randy Rhodes doesn't have a show because he's been dead for 30, 40 he, years. He died in 82. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, so he doesn't need to be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> they never put dead people in the Hall of Fame. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> they can, but it's not as relevant yeah, as when yeah. they're there to accept the the award. Well, I'm just saying, like, okay, like Alice Cooper. We know Alice Cooper, but the Alice Cooper band was these uh, these members. So Ozzy Osbourne, when he first started, you know, I, I I guess he's always been a solo act as opposed to Alice Cooper. So I guess yeah, I, I, I solved my own issue. Uh, but there's been some other uh, nominees, I, and I don't have I a list, the for, list over here. Oh, bring them on! Bring them on! So we can go ahead and run through this. Foreigner, long time. It, uh, they've been needing to be in there. Uh, I'm surprised that they weren't already. Like just on the record sales alone, really. Absolutely. I mean, again, we've had this discussion so many years. I would love to get a. Even if somebody wants to like come forth, we can give you anonymity. We can do the voice changer and everything else. I just want to know what you guys think of deserving of the Rock and Roll of Fame. Because sometimes it's just like, why is this act, who is arguably not even rock and roll, being inducted? And then you have like a band like Foreigner, who their first record was like in, what, 78, 79, something like that, who were a powerhouse in the 80s. I mean, you couldn't run from some of their songs, influenced a bunch of great acts, and they're just now getting a, a, a look to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. I don't get it. I want somebody to explain this to me. So the yeah, criteria... Yeah, track them down and get them on the phone. Yeah, they have, it has to be 25 years after the re- release of their first record. Sure. Right. And then it's based on the influence and significance of the artist's contributions to the development and perpetuation of rock and roll. Oh, we talk about, uh, we, we know very well what the criteria technically are. I feel like we go over this every year when I have to tell Adam why he's wrong about thinking the MC5 doesn't belong in or something like that. Yeah, but I mean, when you talk about that, you think about, they talk about Chuck Berry mm-hmm. and some of the hooks and, and things like that oh, yeah. that he had. Um, you know, so he had an influence of changing rock and roll, arguably to what it is today, a blend of, of blues and, Correct. and things like that. Yes. So when you get some of these artists in there who were just superpowers in the industry and they just sold out concerts and everything else, 
Well, yeah, that's wonderful, but were they playing music that other people already had played? And the example I'll give you is on the Grammys. Okay. okay. Uh, that felt Jay-Z stood up, and he took his time on the podium, and he blasted everybody. He said, Beyonce has won more artists, more uh, artist of the year than any other person. She's gotten more Grammys than any other artist ever. Mm-hmm. However, she's never got album of the year. Well, the reason she's never got album of the year is album of the year also is based on the producers. It's based on the graphics on the cover of the album. There's all sorts of other intricacies. It's not the music. It has very little to do actually with the artist. It's the the how the album is put together. It has to be sale sales has to be entered into that, right? Not yeah, necessarily. That's yeah, yeah, because Beyonce still would have outsold many, many other artists that have gotten album right, of the year. Right. You know, so no, it's a lot of it. Like like Sean was hitting on, it's it's the components of the album. I I, I guess know. that makes the Grammy, the Grammys. You really have. I mean, what you just brought forth for the Rock and Roll of Fame makes sense. That holds water. The Grammys. I mean, it's uh, when Jethro Tull wins the metal album back in 1991 over uh, you know Metallica. You have to make that make sense for me. Well, what other rock and roll artist had ever played a flute? Yeah, but that doesn't make it metal. Jethro Tull is not metal. (laughs) So Uh, do you want want the list then? Yes, yeah. Foreigner, foreigner, I think they should get in. But here's the thing is, like with Drew's criteria criteria that he brought in, uh, did they do something that nobody else had done before? No, not really, because they were doing kind of like the stadium rock that was brought forth by Grand Funk. Uh, 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 show me the way, guy. The uh, Peter Frampton, Peter who was Frampton. also nominated this year. Yeah, he should, and he should definitely be in. Yeah, because he brought in the before Snoop Dogg. He brought in the little voice thing, the talk box. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that was that. That was kind of a, a game changer, really. Right. Oh yeah. Had had probably the biggest, uh, arguably the biggest live album that a rock musician has ever put out. I mean, yes, I'm I know bit, in this state, Live Bullet certainly would take that. Hey, I know I'm a you Kiss have fan. something to say about Kiss Alive. I, but. I, I'm a Kiss Alive fan, but I tell you what, I'm I'm gonna say that uh, Frampton Frampton Comes Alive is the quintessential live album. Hard to argue it because the next year he put out a, an actual studio album and it basically ended his yeah. career. Yeah, pretty much. But he's up for as well, and then... Good. Jane's Addiction. So we actually have an artist we play on this radio station. <coughs> I mean, they're one of the first big, like, alternative rock bands, like, in the late 80s, early 90s. Like, Jane's Addiction. They basically created the alternative yeah. rock, like, music uh, festival. Uh, oh, they did. Yeah, Lollapalooza Peter Farrell, was there. Yeah, Peter Farrell. Uh, Perry Farrell. Perry Farrell, excuse me. Uh, yeah, came up with the whole idea of Lollapalooza. And Jane's Addiction... They weren't the first band of that kind, because certainly you had the Pixies, you had a lot of the bands uh, before then, but I, I guess you could write it off as right place, right time, but they brought in a whole genre. I don't I don't think without, I mean, Jane's Addiction and Nirvana, which came first? Because I'm thinking that if Jane's Addiction hadn't happened, then Nirvana wouldn't have happened, or if I got my time frame um, screwed they up. They formed in '85. I think Nirvana might have been maybe a year or two later, but like they were so okay, like yeah, completely so. different scenes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They were like these guys were playing like Sunset Strip and stuff. '87. Mm-hmm. Jane's Addiction definitely needs to be in there. Nirvana was '87. I would I would agree with that. Uh, I would Perry Farrell, Dave tomorrow. Navarro. Navarro would be. He was a he's a, he was an original member, wasn't he? Jane's Addiction was yeah. Ben Caught Stealing, wasn't it? Ben Caught Stealing, yeah. Steal because like the Pixies, like all these other bands that you're talking about. Yeah. I don't. I've never. I can't tell you a song from the Pixies. Yeah, and yeah, that that is another argument because there are some bands in the rock and roll family like way of what? Yeah. I never heard one tune of theirs, but Jane's Addiction, I can tell you. Yeah, you got one. <laughs> Yeah, well, and to be fair, Drew probably can't name 90% of the artists we play on this radio station, so if we're really using him as the barometer... <laughs> he knows 1975 do... now. <laughs> well, you play the Beastie Boys on here regularly. You play Scott, uh, Southern Culture on the Skid, Scott's. Yeah. You play uh, um, You play a lot of stuff that I like. The, uh, the What's the... 
What, Drew? You don't even know. <laughs> yeah, all I can think of is the in the box. Not Alice Man, in Chains. Uh, no. Man in the Box. No. 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 Anyway, move on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I, I have another a couple more that I know you guys will recognize, at the very least. Lenny Kravitz, he's up for nomination this year. He should be. <sighs> Plus his daughter's hot. I, I like Lenny Kravitz a lot. Has he done something to revolutionize music has he done enough to influence is there anybody saying oh i i started doing this music because of lenny kravitz you can make it certainly a lot of like like that uh when they showed his video on mtv like that was the first sound that i've heard uh, the stuff he put out has been fantastic. It was a unique it, it, sound, but, but it, didn't well, sound it like wasn't other music. unique really because it was he was hard, he was bringing back a lot of sounds from the seventies. But yeah, but, but there's a lot of stuff that wasn't really being done at that point in time. Honestly, like you didn't have a lot of that psychedelic stuff and the R and B and like all of it kind of together at that point in time because it was so much not just at that point grudges. in time. But he was definitely he was definitely reaching into uh, P funk. Kind well, of, kind of thing. Was he not? I mean, yeah. In the criteria was, what did he do to continue rock and roll? Uh, okay, all right. Yep. So he oh, took the seventies yes. and he strung it he, into the eighties and nineties, and now into twenty twenty four. He just released a new album and he's half naked in it, and everybody's all up in arms because he's like sixty. Okay, that point taken. Okay, so he continued that kind of funk R and B hardcore rock song. Rock from uh, the seventies, yeah, with yeah, okay. the psychedelic rock. All right, yeah, point taken. Okay, and still make it all sound pretty fresh and doing it. I love Lenny Kravitz. I'm not bagging on him. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, he definitely gets in. Yeah. Oasis, slam dunk for them to get in. You? Oh, think. absolutely. I hate those guys with a passion, but I love their music. Isn't that weird? Like I, everything I've ever, every quote I've heard from Noel or Liam Gallagher, I've just disliked those guys so much. But everything they put out is fire. I mean, they had there was a, a, a few year stretch there in the '90s where they were like probably the one of the biggest bands in the world. They're certainly the biggest band in Europe for like forever. Oh my God, yes! Like you would think it was the Beatles reincarnate or something. Well, that's that's the problem that pissed me off, and, that, and this harkens back to my Wings 103 days, and I flamed them on the air because there was uh. The, the Liam Gallagher, or actually Noel, because he's kind of the real prick, he was saying that, you know, uh, the Beatles are a lot like us because of this. I'm like, no, that's not how this works. You're like the Beatles. And and to just openly make it sound like you are on the same level as the Beatles really, really got in my craw. I mean, they, they did cop a lot of that style from, from them, certainly. There's no getting around it. But, I mean, the music, they 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 kind of, like, the whole Britpop thing in the 90s, they're basically the ones that brought that to popular, um, you know, to popular status, like, you know, huge, like, in the mainstream. And then it, this it is influenced true. so many bands. Like, basically, it's influenced every band in Britain since. Yep. And to go back two and a half segments, I said animals, I misspoke. The gorillas. Ah, okay. Not happy. I know when break my heart. We've uh, talked but, about this, Drew. I know no but singing you know on what, the radio. You know what? Without the Oasis, without Oasis, the Oasis band, uh, <laughs> Oasis, you don't have the Gorillas. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I'm just is, well, it, is that a fair assessment? Well, them and Blur came into being around the same point in time, and the dude from Gorillas is the like it's song the two, Blur. song number two. Yes, <laughs> I know because Oasis and Blur had this rivalry Big going feud. on. Yeah, which is supposedly that's been buried down. We think maybe I don't know. Liam might start it again. It's hard to say. Dude can't even get be his in a room with his own brother for 30 seconds without a fight breaking out. So Right, right. Remember the Unplugged from Oasis, where at the same time, I think it was Noel uh, decided, oh, I'm too sick to play. And then he gets up into like the, uh, in the balcony, the balcony or whatever, and, and, and like heckles the band <laughs> during the whole performance. It's 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 quite amazing. Like I feel like at this point, more people remember just how much those two hated each other than possibly anything else about well, the band. Who, I mean, I I was gonna say who hates themselves, who which brothers hate themselves the most, Liam and Noel Gallagher or Chris and Rich Robinson from the Black Crows. But the Black, Black Crows can still play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're 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 at least touring again. 
They're, they can at least functionally God, still... I would love to see the Black Rose. It, that it would be great. Would love that, but you know that those tickets are going to be super expensive. Here's yeah. one that I feel like Drew will appreciate immensely. Sinead O'Connor. Yeah. Uh, so I think, if, based on their criteria, I think she probably should be in... Uh, I mean, she's... If, if not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, because here's my thing on that. When people go to a quote-unquote Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and they look and, and they're reading the history and whatever else, they come from all over the world. And people from all over the world remember when Sinead O'Connor ripped up the picture of the Pope. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, talk about historical events. I mean, that's... You know, not to bring up earlier on in the show, you know, this week we've talked about, you know, the Kennedy assassination and things like that. I mean, that shook the religious community in that manner because she did it on live TV. Even people who, like myself, who weren't, who's not a Catholic, saw that and were like, oh, damn, here we go. <laughs> and the very next guest was Joe Pesci. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's like, how do, you, how do you top that? You know, I mean, that's we're getting our microwave popcorn out of the Amana microwave. Yeah, yeah. You know, when that yeah. stuff was live. That was, uh, that was Sinead, o, uh, Sinead O'Connor's show. It wasn't mine, but if it was mine, I would have given her such a smack. And later in life, she became uber religious. She became a priest. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, Sinead O'Connor, with that and the fact that she did inspire a lot of uh, women to say, yes, you don't have to be a sex pot right. and write uh, to write good music. Get on out there and do that. I only know the one tune that she's known famous for, and that was a Prince tune. Yeah. Uh, nothing compares to me. Nothing compares to you, Here we buddy. Uh, but uh, I, yeah, I, I, she... I think I think with all that, I think she she definitely deserves to get in. Well, and to put it relevant to today's time, she actually put Miley Cyrus on blast on three different times. And said, "Do not become a sex slave to Hollywood." You know, she yeah, and those yeah. were. I mean, you can look yeah. up all these articles yeah. and, and no, things. I remember that she, seeing that. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought it was like Sinead O'Connor going in, going here. I haven't been in the uh, news enough, so let me do this. But yeah, I mean, that was her true beliefs. My, yeah, yeah. And, and Miley Cyrus, I think, uh, didn't listen. No, no, she has started listening. Uh, some of the stuff that Miley Cyrus, like Gloria has put Stefan, up, she's turned the beat around. Yeah. <laughs> was that Gloria Stefan? I'm not sure. That Turn that... the beat around. Yeah. Oh, that I was that her. I, yeah, mm. you're probably right. That, that was Miami Sound Machine, but close enough. Same thing, right? Yeah, pretty much. Realistically, Vicky Sue Robinson. Okay, thank you. That okay. I, I was gonna say, like that. That that does not sound right to me. So what else do we got for the... Uh... Oh, we, so we have a couple more. Do we have any more actual rock and roll here? I think we're... No, we have, we have a, a couple here. Um, Dave Matthews Band. They'll get in eventually. Not this year. There's so many people who are like... Okay, I like Dave Matthews Band, but at the same time, I kind of got sick of the David Matthews Band. I it's... like... I, I, I was a huge fan of the Dave Matthews Band and still like the music, but when I found out that their whoever decided to dump their sewage tank going over a bridge. That yeah. was their bus driver. That was not members yeah. of the band. It wasn't like Dave Matthews was like, yeah, go ahead and open up the shit tank. Yeah. <laughs> and just like dump it in the river and I'm fishermen as we're going. And I'm like, that's horrible. <laughs> I killed Sean. Um, but You uh, did. <laughs> but it's like, yeah. Dave Matthews band is like Warren Zevon, right? <laughs> He got nominated and didn't get voted in. I think that's going to be their scenario. Uh, they've had more hits. They've been more influential. They kept they kept music going because I mean they weren't like the jam band of like the Grateful Dead, but they definitely kept things going. Yeah, but they were more folky, like Neil Young and like sure. Uh, and and those they got really jammy, like Jack those aging hippies in the Rock and Roll of Fame love that stuff. So yeah. actually, actually, I'm going to go ahead and. Uh, I'm gonna say they're gonna be a first hall hall of famer, first ballot. Honestly, I I would agree. It, there's almost I would be stunned if they don't get in this year. He wakes up in the morning. 
<laughs> Drew, this is the second one now. <laughs> I know. That's your second one. Third, he gets launched out, out of his chair. Like, we hit the eject button, just pops out of the chair, goes to the yeah. roof. With my tonsils in a tweezer, so L- I can't ever listen, sing again. Yeah, I, I actually had to give up the uh, the airbag in my steering wheel to put underneath your chair to yeah. launch you right out of here. Now we have we come to some who are a little more questionable, arguably. Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey? You know what? Beyonce... Uh, Taylor Swift, they all need to take a knee to Mariah Carey because Mariah Carey uh, is just under Whitney Houston, which in my mind, every once in a while, that does happen. Um, <laughs> Mariah Carey put, they always say, oh, she's just known for her Christmas songs. Excuse me, but she had like four or five number ones from her debut album in, in the uh, early 90s. Okay, four or five, name two of them. Power of Love, uh, Make It. Uh, there was a, one she did with Boys to Men. Now, not a, that wasn't on the first album, so that doesn't this doesn't count. But uh, I thought that was Huey Lewis in the news. But the, the uh, bands can have the same title. That's the Power of Love. No, it's. Uh, uh, I had to sing that one. Um, so also, it's the, it, you're you're thinking Vision of Love, I think. Vision of Love. Okay, yeah. Power of Love. Uh, oh, that's like Celine Dion or something. Pa- no, Power of Love. That was Huey Lewis in the news. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And anyway, Vision of Love. Okay, I mean, we won't the, ask you to name that, any more that Mariah debu- Carey. That debut album had like at least three or four. There was like four big hits on that album. Yeah, and then she put out uh, Music Box or something like that, and had some. Uh, she uh, she brought out that. Carmen song, Can't Live Without You, or something like that. She has had a... She was unstoppable in the 90s and early 2000s, and everybody just kind of got sick of her because she went kind of she went kind of bonkers. She really, truly did. She married Nick, Nick Cannon, if that, will, about that. if that will tell you anything. That guy's bonkers in his own right. The whole glitter thing about killed her career. You know, yeah. I, there was that oh, movie, the oh. soundtrack was terrible. Oh, my God, yeah. that That's... Well, that's a lot of her yes men saying, you need to do a movie. Just kind of like they told Elvis. In a seven-year span, they had him doing like 24 movies. I mean, um, yeah, she didn't say no. She, oh, I'm going to get paid how much? I got to do this? Oh, I get to be a movie star? That's fine. All right, great. Was it uh, Honey? Or Was that the movie that she was... Uh, I can't remember. No, I don't uh, think so. Yeah, so, I mean, Mariah Carey definitely should be in. I mean, she is, I mean, there's uh, Whitney Houston, and then there's Mariah Carey. I mean, just under her. I've never been a huge fan of her. Like, her, her voice, like, to me, is definitely an acquired taste, certainly. But, I mean, I, I guess how far, how pop are we really getting into this thing? Like, if are we letting all the pop singers in now? Like, is that how that's going to well, work? I mean, like, well, no, no, not all. Not all. But, I mean, would you put uh, Whitney Houston in the Hall of Fame? Uh, is she in the Hall of Fame? She might actually already be in the Hall of Fame. Right? I, I, I mean, uh, under our criteria, would we put Whitney Houston in the Hall of Fame if she uh, is it already in there? I mean, I don't know that I'd necessarily... In the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? But uh, we also have rap acts in the Hall of, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So the whole term of rock and roll is passe. I don't know if I would agree with that assessment necessarily, but... Um... I mean, because there are some rap acts out there that have followed more of the rock and roll vein of, you know, uh, self-expression and uh, saying stick it to the man than a lot of the rocks act, rock acts at that point. But, I mean, I'm, I'm just I mean, saying. she's probably going to get in. Am I necessarily thrilled about it? Not entirely. I, but... I'm a Mariah Carey fan, and I think she should be in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. She should be in like the pop vocalist hall of fame, but she not the, the, cri- she be in the Christmas hall of fame. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> she's done more her, stuff than the Christmas stuff. Her and Bing Crosby. <laughs> but that's the one I still have to hear every goddamn year. Adam. Uh, as of the ne- next well, year of the Christmas Music Hall of Fame, right next to Bing Crosby, Mariah Carey. Yeah, it, and then it, here comes Wham with uh, Last Christmas. To put <laughs> relevance on it, Sinead O'Connor wasn't really a rock and roll singer either. Right, she wasn't a rocker per se. Well, she was more like alternative rock. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was grunge. Yeah, but but yeah, Mariah. I mean, Celine Dion, Mariah Carey. 
Yeah, I was going to say, that's interesting. Does Celine Dion get in, too? Like, yeah, Celine Dion, Mariah Carey, Gloria Stefan, they all belong in the same circle. We're, we're to a situation where a lot of uh, R&B people are infiltrating the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's it's happened. It's been I mean, happening. Godsmack was in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't think they no, are. They're not. Their thing is. They should be. They will be. They might and be. Nickelback will be in the Hall of Fame. Back after this. <laughs> I'm not happy about it, but he's probably right. <laughs> so let's run down the rest of these. Yes, yeah, okay. We just need to hit a break. We should probably just hit a break. Hit a break. It's I gotta, happy hour yeah, at yeah. Solid Radio. It is happy hour, and we're talking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees. We haven't even gone through the full list yet. That's oh I guess, part of the course for this show. Let's dive right we're back. We're both music listeners, and Drew and is here. And music snobs. And, uh, and music snobs. And, and I, I love this part. This is this is my Super Bowl when we talk about the nominees. Same. Keep it going. Well, here we go. Share. Share. I love share. Absolutely share. Definitely. 100%. She has been snubbed. She's been eligible since 1991 and never been nominated. As a solo artist. I mean, I guess she's been eligible since Sonny and Cher when they released her album, I think, in like 1968. Yeah, Something she's been like in pop that. culture for 60 years. I mean, her her first solo album was... Uh, Turn Back Time? Nope, Gypsies, Tra- Tramps, and Thieves, which that was 1977. Yeah. Like that. So she has been eligible probably since 1991. Yeah, well, that's what I said. Eligible since 91. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so that would put her at so 76 then. But still, so, I mean, and a lot of... Uh, she's put out a lot of like fairly rocking hits, and I mean, she's oh my God, kind she's, of... I mean, yeah. she's iconic, no doubt about I it. I love Cher, and I'm not saying that because I'm a closeted gay. I'm just really loving... But I mean, you are that too, so... <laughs> Hello? Uh, no. She uh, was good in the movie The Mask. She was. She's great in movies, and but then like turn back time. You talked about that one, gypsies, tramps, and thieves. I mean, she has a whole plethora of hits that uh, has inspired. I mean, if if there's no share, there's no Lady Gaga. Fight we, me on this. We got I mean, you, babe. Yeah, I got. <laughs> I can't disagree with that. Unfortunately, she is also basically responsible for the proliferation of auto tune. So it's not all good. No, she just made it popular because auto tune had been before the Kid Jeff Rock. Kid Rock had. Uh, Used auto tune in his album in 1998 before Cher did in 1999. And Peter Frampton used it. I don't it. think and he. Do you like I, what I do? That's a talk box. That's different. Oh. oh. I don't think that was because wasn't that album a few years after? Uh, I believe it was apparently 98 that came out. So it would have been right around the same time, I guess. Kid Rock used. Uh, uh, only God knows why used auto tune. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was the same year, August same year. 1898. So it would have been right around the same time yeah. then. But like he like she definitely made that like a hugely popular like the the whole well, it, uh, it, it's almost like I mean I think autotune had been used before for his actual uh in, intended purpose of autotuning. Like uh, for Cher's producer uh, of Believe which became a huge they almost like okay, we're going to use that but we're kind of going we're going to uh finagle a little bit to where it, it kind of almost Proves that we're using it, but we're having fun with it, you know. So the fact that I'm, I mean, yeah, obviously. Wow. That yeah, was... Yeah, yeah. Was that was that spot on or what? Uh, <laughs> you, you you sounded like a deaf person attempting uh, to sing that song. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but <laughs> cut that out. It's like Ozzy uh, without his hearing aids. <laughs> but I mean, I, I Cher needs to be in. Absolutely. I don't think there's any argument that like yeah. it's amazing that she's gone this long without getting inducted. Really, will the woman have to die before the Rock and Roll of Fame carts her in her dead carcass in to perform? I believe or believe. Possibly. I mean, they could do it. I mean, or can my, you turn back time? Dan it. There's a corpse. <laughs> Good Lord. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I apologize to, 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 to Sheriff's corpse. And the first row is like, oh, what's that smell? <laughs> and then there's the Prince of Darkness standing over top of her. You in here too? I didn't believe you were here too. <laughs> Uh, so moving on. Yeah. Uh, here here's a here here's one for you. Mary J. Blige. 
Uh, you know what? I'm not part of the whole hip hop R and B crowd, but I Come think basically every R and B artist in the last twenty some years, years also are a fairly significant dad. Yes. My neck, my back. No, that was her. Am I correct? No, uh, no. I, I definitely think she needs to be in. She's been eligible since 2018. Yeah, Mary J. Blige should definitely be in the Rock and Roll of Fame. I don't think there's any arguing, especially once, once, well, once Missy Elliott got in, because didn't she get in a year or two ago? Yes, she did. Like it, it seems like it, you, you've got to have. I mean, she was the, the the queen of hip hop and R and B and soul, man. Like, there's no way she cannot get in. It's pretty much all, uh, mostly hip hop from here. Eric B and Rakim, which I mean, it, it seems like it's kind of. Uh, there, there's no way they don't get in. Uh, also who's eligible. This? Also eligible since 2012. Well, yeah, because their first single came out like back in the 80s. Like so, basically, all modern hip hop really owes a significant amount of debt there. Like Jay Z has acknowledged as much. And honestly, there's no him without Eminem, the Notorious B.I.G. Like there's there's so many there's so much influence. From those guys, like, yeah, absolutely, they're they're going to get in. Like, any hip hop artist you can think of, they don't get in with, or they don't do what they do, become who they are, if not for these guys and their influence. So I think they Agreed. get in. Uh, cool in the gang. Re- okay, all right. I got, I love cool in the gang, but really, I mean, jeez, why? Because they don't do rock and roll, Mr. Mariah Carey. Hey, no, hey, they do more rock and roll than Mariah Carey. But, I mean, did they elongate anything? Did they influence anybody? They put out the records, absolutely. In in 1977, during that whole disco craze, they probably sold, you know, 28 million records. But So when we named Eric B. and Rakim, you're like, who? But when we said cool in the gang, you knew exactly who it was. No, no, I don't want to do it. Cool in the gang. Cool cigarettes? Is that what we're doing? We're just inducting menthol cigarettes into the Rock and Roll of Fame now? Is that what we're doing? (laughs) You know who is up for uh, the Rock and Roll of Fame 25 years after their first release? St. Pauli Street. That's right. Yes. We should definitely be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. None of this is true. (laughs) This is AI generated. And he says, AI generated. <laughs> AI generated is not auto tune, Adam. <laughs> it is in my world. St. Paul well, Street needs to be in the Rock and Roll of Fame. Technology. No, no shock there. <laughs> I'm so excited for your session show coming up. <laughs> but I mean, cool in the gang, especially now that we've expanded kind of the parameters with the Rock Hall. I mean, their stuff has been sampled by literally every hip hop artist possibly ever. That, and that's they had a, good, a that's bunch a good of point. big, that's a good you know, point. Big, you know, R and B hits. I mean, we, we talked. To, well, Earth, Wind, and Fire were nominated a few years back, and they should think, be in, right? There was no question about that. Oh yeah, I'm a cool in the gang in that same kind of in that same stratosphere. Really, they absolutely should be in. Oh, I mean, and how is it? Didn't you say Oasis? Yeah. No, it was cool in the gang. But, no, yeah, I mean, go ahead. backing up. Yeah. How is it that Oasis made it in, but the Smiths didn't? They were nominated. Nominated. These are these well, guys. Well, because, A, Oasis had the hits, but also, what does this have to do with what we're currently talking about? Th- these are not people who got voted in. These are the nominees. Oh, yeah. So you're going to have people who are nominated who were eligible so many years, or you're going to get the first time nominees like Jane's Addiction. And I, and I will indulge your question here momentarily about the Smiths. But, I mean, you do have a lot of, I mean, you had some big hits from Cool and the Gang, certainly. One that you like to sing every time there's a, a ladies' night event in downtown Lear. It's ladies' night and the... F- I mean, come on. You can't you can't deny Cool and the Gang. You oh, no. can't do it. No, absolutely. Absolutely not. I can't. But, I mean, do they have great hits and yes. all of a sudden they're in and... I, I don't know. They do have great. You, we, oh, we absolutely. Just them. Yes, they do. But the New Kids on the Block had great hits. Should they be in? Back after this. I feel like there. <laughs> I feel like there's people that would make an argument that they should be in. You know I'm what? Those yeah. You know what? In about ten years, there's probably going to be people out there saying, "You know what?" The, uh, and put a legitimate argument for like Backstreet Boys or, or NSYNC. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Cool and the Gang was forty years ago. Ladies' Night, when Ladies' Night came out, arguably 84? 40 years. So, 
You know what came out 84 if, years ago? I mean, 84 years ago. <laughs> to, uh, 40 years ago was uh, We Are the World. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So yeah. what if we wait 40 years to induct White Stripes? We shouldn't. Well, I mean, our, like when, when you're repeating Ladies' Night, whenever they have a Ladies' mm-hmm. Night at a local mm-hmm. bar, and, you're in, and it's caught, what are we going to be singing Seven Nation Army to? Like every time there's oh, a every war? marching band. Every marching band is going to be doing Seven Nation Army. They, well, they just are because now. Yeah, just because they're covering it now because it's relevant. That's probably what people that were covering Ladies' Night at every Ladies' Night venue, you know, at every bar. Well, they still are. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they had some of the biggest hits of their era. And so, I mean, well, here's the thing. is, here, And this may be very superficial, but I, I, I'll present it as is. Ladies' Night by Cool and the Gang, they're going to use it in commercials, radio commercials for, like, Ladies' Night and different things. Seven Nation Army is used by a lot of high school bands, college bands, upstart bands, who are, you know, it's a simple enough song, but a very poignant song to where they're going to go ahead and help bolster uh, your Friday night high school football game or basketball game or whatever. So when you go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame... Yeah. And you, again, have somebody that's not from this country. Mm-hmm. Which one are they going to hear? Which one have they probably heard? Seven Nation Army, because a lot of those a lot of those bands, like at, at a, uh, I can't call it soccer, call it a football match. Yeah. No, we'll, yes, you we'll, absolutely we'll can call play it soccer. Seven Nation Army. Scald, uh, a band from, a metal band from Ireland, has played Seven Nation Army. Yeah, 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 they covered it. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people are currently covering it, but... Do you think any of those people have heard a Cool in the Gang song prior to that? And that's where it's relevant. I mean, you're not going to go to a soccer match in Liverpool and hear Ladies' Night. No, but you might hear Celebration. That's Casey and the Sunshine Band. No, that's Cool in the Gang. Right. Cool in the Gang does Celebration? Yes. You're kidding. That was their biggest hit. Then absolutely. Cool in the Gang needs to be in the hot Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This this guy right here, I swear to God. Celebrate good times. Come on. And ladies and gentlemen, this is how people get taken advantage of after a certain amount of consumption. <laughs> That's your PSA. Thank you for that, Drew. I, so I got a couple more. Now Now that we've convinced Adam that we've been right on this the whole time. No, I, I just remember singing Celebration. When I used to do the song Mississippi Lake Hound, I would interject that into the whole hybrid thing that we I would do. I mean, let's be honest, R&B has always been a big part of the of, you know, rock and roll in general, well, really. Absolutely. Yep. So I mean, there's no argument to keep them out. So here's one for you, Tribe Called Quest. I know you're not a huge hip-hop guy. No one really in this studio necessarily <sighs> I'm is. I'm not, but I'm I'm telling you, I've never seen anything about Tribe Called Quest that I hate. Everything I've heard from them, I've liked, and I and I know they've been a Big influence. What is in, their stated criteria for bringing them in? Well, I mean, it, the elongating of the uh, music temperature, or, right? It really, the, the influence on hip hop as a genre, especially particularly hip hop of a you know of a more you know higher social nature, so to speak, like you know hip hop with, with a message, basically, like a lot of that kind, like those, a lot of so those like kind Arrested of artists, Development with Tennessee. Sure, you could go with that, like you know, even like groups like The Roots and uh, you know a lot, a lot of your more modern uh, hip hop artists. Mr. Wendell, rather, not Tennessee, Mr. Wendell. Yeah, them too. Apparently, even Dr. Dre himself takes some influence. Like, like there, it was said that their album Low End Theory inspired him to make the Chronic. I mean, it doesn't get much more of a ring endorsement than that. I don't think. Let me. There's any way around that. Like they, they're, they may not get in this year. I would argue they should. I'm kind of surprised that they haven't already. I well, how long have they been eligible to though? Because I mean, Tribe Called Quest. Yeah, probably only first a couple record, years. Because what? Eighty-seven, eighty-eight. I mean, the first record. Uh, is it that long ago? Um, their first album dropped in. Uh, sometime in the what was it in the eighties? Their debut album came out in nineteen ninety. Okay. So, it, it, it's been a few years then, I guess, that they've been eligible since, what, 2015, I guess. Yeah, they're they're definitely getting in, eventually at least. 
You could argue they should get in this year. I mean, I just know the work from Questlove after that. I mean, that's the whole light. Questlove's roots. Oh, geez. Not, wow. Wow, I'm way off. Apparently, I don't know my uh, urban hip hop or uh, R&B. I just know <laughs> Tribe Called Quest. I know the name. I, I've heard the stuff. And I, I can't mean, name any other songs. I really can't. I, I really can't either. But the thing is, is I'm I, probably the only person I, in this I've heard so many people, that could. I, I've heard so many people uh, cite them as an influence. And for that alone, I, that alone I'd say, yeah. Well, they have put out so, like again, a lot, a lot of influence on basically modern hip hop up to this point, like the stuff that you actually th- that anyone here would ever admit to listening to. Sure, <laughs> but right from there, we have one more, and this is I, I again fully expect this to be one that you guys aren't overly familiar with. Sade. you know the song. You yeah, might know the song. I, I know the I know the one song that's and and that's basically. I, I was actually going to go ahead and, and, and pull it up for for the sake of because I'm sure R- right, right, one right. of the two of you probably has not heard Smooth Operator. So basically, the big Smooth Operator. Yeah, we like, have both heard this song. There was like a '80s. I think this was in Beverly Hills Cop. Was it? The only time I ever heard it was when I was in the dentist office. I mean, certainly, I've been drilled to this song. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people have been drilled to this song. Maybe I mean, just not in the, in the manner you're speaking of. Was it a hit song? Yes. Oh, hell yes it was. What did, what did she do? Uh, it's a lot of influence, again, in the uh, in really in the R&B category. A, a lot of, like, basically every R&B singer since owes uh, some serious debt to, to Sade. I, I don't know. I mean... We need to really consult Taylor Swift about this. Was Taylor Swift really consult? Was really influenced by Sade? First of all, how many people looked at Sade's name and pronounced it correctly on the first time? Uh, put your hand down. You're a liar. <laughs> I don't think that that's necessarily the uh, criteria here. Oh no, because I mean Leonard Skinner would not be in there. Here's no. a little bit of history about Smooth Operator. What's funny? I, I was like actually researching something else. <laughs> It has been your, your sam- Google app is gonna be like, "Are you okay, Drew?" <laughs> this, that particular song has been sampled or covered in fifty-one different published songs. Published? I believe it. So, really, yeah. fifty-one. Okay. So I gotta say that kind of almost makes her deserve to be. In there. <laughs> that you know? definitely does beefing up her argument for sure. Yeah. Like if but, you literally just came with, yeah, out with just that one album, that did song, she have that was any, it. Did she have any other song that charted? I think there were a few, not not very many. I'm I'm assuming probably um, in the hot, yeah. hot R&B like church. that was the big hit. Let's see in the U.S. and that was a huge one. hit. But uh, let's see there there was another, there was another number one single, "Sweetest Taboo" off of the album. After oh that. oh sweet oh I know that song. Yes, and they're like there's a couple others that had some success. Your love is king. Um, by your side, uh, that would have been about. Like uh, a early tattoo, two thousand, yeah. Okay, like there's there there's a few tunes, but like I said, it's a lot of a lot of influence, a lot of like every like I said, every R and B singer since then owes a significant amount of debt. I, I'm still I'm trying to find the, the list of the songs that he yeah. says that they, that have uh, been sampled. sampled. Yeah, but no I, such I, luck I on that. I don't know. Maybe you can make an argument. You can make a strong argument for it. I think there there is an argument there. I can't go back to that page. I broke my Google. Poor Drew. <laughs> Google's just like, th- I'm done, Sorry, we've broken Adam in this segment, too. Don't feel bad. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I just couldn't remember. I didn't, I forgot Cool and Gag did uh, Celebration, which was a great tune. Great tune. And and now we've now that I think we've solidified that as uh, you know in, in the pro column. So who then do you, of that list, and I don't remember what the, like, the max that can get in. Someone I believe it's like five with one voted in by the fans. Yeah. All right. So pick your five. Who's getting in? Ozzy is definitely getting in. Yeah, before he dies. Uh, Foreigner is definitely getting in. Cher, uh, Sinead, uh, Cool in the Gang. Fine. Screw it. I'm going to say Cool in the Gang. All right. So there's your five. Yep. For me... 
I, I think that are getting in this year of that list. Ozzy for sure. Oasis, I think, gets in. I think your Oasis and definitely get gets in. in, yeah. I would say Cool and the Gang. And I think a tri uh you know, I, I think Mary J. Blige definitely gets in. Yeah, Mary J. Blige before a tribe called Quest. See, and I, mean, I, I think I they will get it eventually, but I, mean, I don't I'm, think I'm, this I'm year. I'm saying what the ones I want to see in, but I mean, you no, have, you have, think you have a, a strong uh, argument about, uh, about Mariah Carey. I think Mariah Carey has definitely got to get in. Cher's probably, if she's not in this year, she will Cher be Cher should have been in long before this. But I mean, Tribe Call, Called Quest, you have an argument. But maybe, okay, so maybe I'll take out Foreigner and put Tribe Called Quest in there. Okay, that's fair. Because foreigner, I feel like they're gonna—they're probably gonna wait a little bit to bring them in. I, I'm just saying, my shoe in is Ozzy. Maybe Jane's Addiction has. Uh, Ozzy absolutely gets in. That, Ozzy, that is, Ozzy gets in. If not by his own right, the fan vote is definitely gonna get him in. I bet they say uh, no to Mariah Carey. Uh, they probably won't because they. Everybody thinks Mariah Carey did that Christmas song, and that's all that she's known for. She, they forgot about her first debut album, which had like four number one hits. That's because the Christmas song was so horrible. And popular it undid at the same time. That, oh, that Christmas that you, song and glitter actually undid every positive <laughs> thing she done up to that point. <laughs> Stop it! You will not be bad mouthing Mariah Carey in my presence anymore. It's like I Eddie just Murphy. did. It's like Eddie Murphy in Metro. Like nobody can seem to watch Beverly Hills Cop anymore because Metro was so horrible. I don't even know that movie, and I just exactly. I, I, I just watched Harlem Nights last week. So watch Metro, and you'll forget all about Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Metro's not the movie that killed Eddie Murphy. Norbit is, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Norbit was pretty bad. But anyway, until Bob Seger's in, the, the Rock and Roll of Fame is dead to me. It's happy hour at Solid State Radio. The Smith at your local alternative Solid State Radio, and Drew had started to ask earlier in the show why it is that. That band, not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and probably not going to get there anytime soon. And while well, no one will really ever know for sure, as petty and vindictive as music journalists and the people who vote on the Rock Hall seem to be, let's be honest, we all know the answer to that question is because Morrissey is completely and utterly incapable of keeping his mouth shut and saying things that piss pretty much everybody off. Never have I admittedly seen someone work so hard to completely just destroy their own legacy as this dude has with his band. And this says a lot considering that, well, Oasis is about to get into potentially the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and the Gallagher brothers cannot stop from sniping at each other at all times, but yet still aren't nearly as insufferable and pretentious on their worst day as really as Morrissey is on his best. That is, when he's not canceling shows because he swears to God he smelled some barbecue animal somewhere within a five-mile radius of whatever venue he was scheduled to play at. It's happy hour at Solid State Radio. Happy hour at Solid State Radio as we get set to get the hell out of Dodge and turn things over to an hour of, uh, well, Adam trying to tell you how to get dumped on Valentine's Day or whatever it is he does next. A full hour of local original music comes your way at 6 o'clock on Sessions. See you tomorrow at 3.